0: Hello, everyone. Talk of the Town is up and running in O'Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano, and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. Of course, we're going to talk about uh, what happened at the uh, O'Claire County Board of Supervisors meeting on Wednesday night. Uh, Something that I do think brings much-needed closure to this multi-year situation, do I think it truly is over? I don't think it's ever going to be really over. There's, there's a lot of hurt feelings. There's a lot of mistrust that I think has occurred. Uh, there's always going to be people that think others got away with things and what have you. And th- th- that, that, that was not true reconciliation. Uh, but I think we, uh, we really can turn the page after we had the County Board of Supervisors meeting on Wednesday, with maybe one exception to that. We obviously will talk about that, but want to begin with this. Uh, again, great weekend coming up, and if you are not already, make sure you're planning on doing something out and about this weekend. The, the Northern Wisconsin State Fair is going on. I know uh, they are expecting another fantastic turnout with the state fair uh, up there in Chippewa Falls and uh, what they've done to that state fair in the last uh, 15 years is amazing. Uh, if you're not already planning on going to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, uh, make plans to get out there and uh, perhaps you're also going to check out some CUB this weekend, the U.S. National Coupe Championships being held again at the Eau Claire Soccer Park. Uh, great conversation with the godfather of Coob on one of our most recent bankers with a beer that dropped uh, in late May. You can go back to the banker with a beer page and uh, a discussion of uh, Coob. Really, it's amazing. We talk about the Northern Wisconsin State Fair and what they've done, but really think of what's happened with cube and this US national championship and uh, and 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 think of how that's grown in the last 15 years what was once a a curiosity has now become something that is much more of a regular occurrence you see in, in front yards and backyards uh during graduation parties and and, and people just killing time in the evening, playing their games of Coob. Uh, so make sure you take advantage of, uh, of that. Uh, and a great conversation, uh, much more of the history of Coob and uh, how it came to be locally and just its humble beginnings in that Banker with a Beer uh, episode. Uh, the only thing that is you rue a bit. Oh, we always got to take the ruining side of things on, uh, on this show is you see the growing love and the explosion of pickleball, and that includes right here locally, and pickleball has surged way beyond Coob nationally, and one would argue even locally now, Coob is more popular, I I should say uh, pickleball is more popular than Coob. Uh, The only thing you maybe rue a little bit is if Kube had really exploded while Eau Claire is considered the U.S. Kube capital, there really isn't that much of a competition for the U.S. capital for Kube. Whereas pickleball is more of a a coast-to-coast appeal. That's the only thing you kind of rue. It's the only thing, only thing. But for the most part, I think we're, we're all very happy with the way things have gone about. So you got uh, the state fair, you've got the coup, you got plenty of other things going on as well. And uh, we'll touch on the Eau Claire City Council meeting from earlier this week. Uh, they made a decision, I think uh, the right decision, in regards to the Humane Association uh, stephanie hirsch uh, the city manager taking money out that had been promised to the humane association and the city council and, and, and stephanie hirsch's rationale is is correct we just don't have the money right now for many of the things we want to give monies towards and the city council uh, finding a way to maybe you know, find a compromise on that but we dive headfirst first. Into the Oakra County Board of Supervisors special meeting on Wednesday. And we know it's about the DHS. We know that story in and out at this point. And what has become really what we what we had seen from day one was the whole thing seemed very passive aggressive uh, from a DHS perspective outside of the one incident that was separate than this that actually was a crime with that one employee taking monies, and even we found in due time since that there was delay in reporting and trying to have her fix it behind the scenes, what we had seen all along was it was it, that it could very well have been just uh, incompetence, not a crime. And that's basically what We have learned in the last two months with the full investigations coming out that it was incompetence, not a crime. But the problem that we've had since day one, the problem we've had is the condescending tone from the surrogates and the supporters of the DHS that, well, how dare you even question what is going on? How dare you even question that? When You know, because our heart's in the right place. Well, the reality of it is, though, if this is private business and the type of mistakes happen that are happening, people lose jobs. Sometimes it's leaders lose jobs because leaders led the people below them in the wrong direction. And sometimes it is the people that are underneath that lose their jobs because... They simply could not perform tasks that, you know, the leadership had laid out for them. So we've seen that since day one with this DHS. And of course, we've had the discussions the last couple of weeks. And as of Wednesday night, the city, the uh, Oker County Board of Supervisors voting to remove County Board Chair Nick Smyre from his position. And I say good ridd- riddance to that. Nick Smyre, uh removed as the, as the county board chair on Wednesday night for the way he handled this investigation, for the way he handled the Okra County Board of Supervisors. During this investigation, I, folks, you, you know, I've been calling for basically this to happen for a couple of years. And I say again, good riddance. Smeyer came across as condescending, he came across as confrontational with anything that had to do with the DHS. I say the same thing about Catherine Schauff. And at the time of this recording, we do not know her fate. She, too, may also be removed. And I would support that. These two, but right now we're just going to talk about Nick Smyre. They went into this whole thing looking at it from the perspective of I am going to defend the DHS. I am going to protect the DHS when their responsibility 100% is to the county and to the taxpayers. Their job was not to protect the DHS. I have nothing wrong with, and we all should have wanted this. They didn't want to find anything wrong. They wanted it to turn out well for the DHS. They, 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 they you know, Nick Smyer has a personal connection to that type of work, social work. There's nothing wrong with, hey, let's do this investigation and let's see what we can do to fix the DHS. You didn't have to take a a confrontational stand against the DHS, necessarily. But this is an investigation that had to happen. There was way too much shenanigans that was going on and questions and things like that. And as I said two, three years ago, the DHS is something that probably is going to need more monies in the future, more focus in the future, but before we can put more resources towards the DHS, we need to make sure that that things are being run properly. Something criminal or at a minimum incompetently has been going on at the DHS. We need to have this investigation. And Nick Smyer from day one fought the investigation, thought it was stupid, then ran a concurrent investigation to kind of fight the investigation that was going on. Nick Smyer encouraged, maybe maybe he's got culpable deniability. Maybe he didn't do it directly, but you and I both know he, along with Catherine Schaff, but we're just talking about Nick Smyer, encouraged there to be roadblocks in the investigation. Nick Smyer spoke openly to the media with editorials to the leader Telegram and the TV article, TV interviews, in where his tone was, anybody that dare question, anybody that dare question the DHS and, and, and support this investigation is pretty much a, a, a horse's you-know-what. Even a couple days ago, he gave a TV interview to WQOW, knowing that his job status was very much on the line as the county board chair, and basically said, basically said, go back and watch it, go back and read the transcript. Basically said, well, I'm 80 years old, yeah, go ahead, fire me. What do you think that's going to do? I don't want that type of person as my leader. I don't want that, I don't want that person... Being in county government. I want that person in any type of government. He's smug. He's arrogant. He's come across that way. And if you're going to say, Scott, I know Nick. He's a great guy. His heart's in the right place. I'm sure he could be a great guy. He could give kids the greatest Christmas gifts, he could be a ball at Wednesday morning coffee meetings. He could have great ideas. But I think this is the best course of action for everybody. He has, for whatever reason, he and Catherine Schaaf the same way, from day one with this, I keep going back to saying day one. That's that's a a vocalized pause. That's a a crutch I got to stop with. But when it comes to this topic, he clearly was not thinking with the county in mind he was looking at it from this from the perspective of I am going to protect the DHS I am going to protect social worker as a, as opposed to figuring out a way to improve it yeah I'll, I'll tell you things you could have done say you even weren't on board with this investigation you thought you know you know, I, I, I don't think, I, I just think we should uh, move on. Yeah, you know, we, we, we had budget overages. There's been some indiscrepancies here. There's other things that could have been done. You could have been much more aggressive in trying to put forth changes and encouraging changes in the DHS. Instead, as I've said, the problem with people that support the DHS, like a Nick Smyer is that all along they would pound the table on the investigation is terrible, it's stupid, and the DHS does good work. Nobody's arguing that the, that the DHS doesn't do good work and necessary work. Stop thinking people are stupid. People know what the DHS does. They have a good idea of it. But no matter what the department is, this could have been the Department of of Public Works where we see firsthand a lot of the work they do with the roads. And people would have wanted a full-on investigation. Because how could we give more resources to the DHS without fully feeling confident in where that money was going? And the investigation, I think in the end, has worked out very well. There was nothing, well, there was things that were borderline criminal and maybe some things that could have been pursued, but in the end, cages were rattled, we're told up and down that changes have been made behind the scenes, that protocols are now in place, things have been explained. Good, good, and when the, the the scabs heal over, and they have to, discussions should be made about what resources do they need going forward, as opposed to when we discuss the DHS, what the heck is going on with them. So again, Nick Smyer removed as the county board chair, and I say good riddance. I never liked his tone. With this, I never liked what he actually said. And here's the thing, too: it's it, it's not it's not taken out of context. It was he himself that spoke. I do appreciate that he was so open. And maybe it is the old age. And remember, he himself acknowledged his age as a way of saying, "I don't care. I'm I'm old." You want to fire me? What do you think that's going to do? I appreciate his candor. There was no verbal salad from Nick Smyre. I do appreciate that. That doesn't, you know, but that doesn't mean you earn points towards you not being fired. So good job by the county board. It was a 17 to 9 vote. That's rather overwhelming that he got removed. And as I said, at the time of this recording, we don't know the fate of Catherine Schauff, but she too was on the agenda. If they removed her as well, big thumbs up. She's in fact referenced more in the investigations than Nick Smyre. The biggest thing out of all this, why Smyre had to be removed and why I would support Catherine Shaw, is that in the course of this situation, this investigation, they were not on the side of protecting taxpayers. They were on the side of trying to protect the DHS. And you're going to say, Scott, the DHS is the taxpayers too. I mean, they, shouldn't they defend them? Think about it at a restaurant. A manager will sometimes defend the cook or will defend the wait staff. And I will go, You're right. They will. But at the same time, too, they won't do it at the detriment, if they're a good manager, at the detriment of the customer. Maybe you'll go into the whole, and a good manager, a good manager. Is going to find out what's behind the complaint. The manager might not right away throw the staff under the bus, but they're going to they're going to acknowledge that the complaint. Okay, you know for you know the your complaint is real. Let me get to the bottom of it. And the same thing here. All all a person like Nick Meyer had to do is go. You know, DHS, you, you could have spent the whole last two years talking about the great work the DHS does, and your other quote could have been, hey, we're going to get this investigation over with, I think we're going to find out, I think we're going to, I think this is going to be an opportunity for, for people to learn a lot about what goes on with the DHS, and when all is said and done, we need to look at what we can do to help out the DHS. That's all he had to do. That's all. That that was the opportunity. That's the that's the missed opportunity for all of the surrogates of the DHS that I've been pounding at for two years. This was your opportunity to educate people in the area on what goes on with the DHS. Since apparently you know we're we you know we're too stupid to know what's going on. You know it's, you know, let you could have let people know. You go hey we're gonna get this investigation. Let's get it over with. Let's move forward. Once it's over, let's figure out what we got to clean up. Instead, people like Nick Smyre pretty much encouraged roadblocks in this investigation, spent time indirectly criticizing other duly elected county board of supervisors, who I do not blame people like Mark Backfield and Steve Chilson, who wanted this investigation. And they had other people behind them that wanted the investigation. I mean, this is the, this is the, the thing that's going to hang out there. And I had one person tell me, the way Nick Smyre defended the DHS, it, it, it was almost like like there's a conspiracy, there's an even deeper conspiracy that he was getting monies too. And I'm not even going to go down that path. All right. So, again, good job by the county board to fire Nick Smyre on Wednesday night, and we'll see what they did with Catherine Schaaf. And I think that this, outside of finding out the final fate of Catherine Schaaf, who, remind, remind her, she was very close to being the Eau Claire city manager, the city of Eau Claire manager. manager. Imagine if she was the manager and her name had come up in that investigation last month. Oh, 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 boy. But I think this does fine. This finalizes what happened with the DHS. And the next time we're talking about the DHS in a lengthy time is going to be if there's a debate over uh, increasing uh, spending towards the DHS, which is going to have to be a discussion, resources that's going to have to be occurred because we have learned. What goes on? Speaking of uh, votes and whatnot, and we'll touch on it a little bit. The Oakware City Council got together and uh, you know voted on the city's uh, comprehensive uh, fiscal plan going in the futures. Uh, they they put some monies back in for affordable housing initiatives, uh, which sounds good. You know we've we said since day one that the. Uh, affordable housing it's 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 a it's a discussion that really it's a it it is not a clean discussion affordable housing not only locally but across the country because what is somebody's idea of affordable housing i i I did have, have i have a business friend in this town that will regularly say you know that when some of these politicians discuss affordable housing. And when some of these people in their 20s and early 30s discuss affordable housing, they think that means a fully furnished apartment at $500. That's not everybody. They said there's probably, there's a good percentage that think that's what affordable housing is. So I just don't like the term affordable housing. I, I just do not like that term. I would rather say we've got to try to lower housing costs. But I do not like the term affordable housing. I, I, I have now grown tired of that. But uh, outside of that, the other big thing they did was uh, reinstated $250,000 of a commitment to the Eau Claire County Humane Association, which is uh, putting up that new structure, that new building that they hope to have open in a few months. Uh, the original contribution had been 500000 but City Manager Stephanie Hirsch quietly removed that from the budget. And uh, the City Council got together. They had heard from supporters of the Humane Association and whatnot, and they voted to reinstate half of that. And I thought that was very... I think that's a very smart move by the city council. Remember, I am anybody but a huge animal lover. I don't necessarily dislike animals. I don't dislike dogs or anything like that. Think about it. We do the Dose of Dog program on this this outlet. I love the family of rabbits in my backyard, but I'm not not an animal lover either. And I'm all on board with this. Remember, it comes down to this. This wasn't just easy political points for the city council. Because you're not going to come across a lot of people that are going to be against this. Putting the monies back in. Yes, we're in a budget crunch. But this is one of the things that's worth it. But this is also necessary. The Humane Association is not just some... Uh, a a city, a a civic structure, it's not just a civic structure, which would also be very important or anything like that. It serves the role of a de facto city service because it operates as what you would consider to be, you know, in, in, in in a previous generation, the pound that's where strays go. That's where, if the city of Eau Claire, the city itself, collects strays, they go to the humane association. The humane association houses those strays. The humane association serves a very valuable resource in our community. It is a almost a city. Uh, it's almost a city government service well but it's now now it's not official but it serves a lot of that a lot of that it's you know it's it's a city government adjace if you will so good job by the city of eau claire you know something that has come to light with that is and the city council members started to bring that up they go well, geez, why are we the only municipality, though? This is the county humane association. Why are we the only municipality that is funding this? Now, the county is, too. I believe the county has a contribution. But why, why is the city of Oak the only municipality? And that is something to start sitting back and thinking about, not just on this, but on other things as well. That everybody wants to you everybody wants to take advantage of what Eau Claire has, but does not want to necessarily pay for it. That is a deeper discussion that we all have to have at some point. And it happens in a lot of communities, but The city of Eau Claire is that person that's got a boat. They've got a boat. Now, you don't want to have a boat. You don't want to have to pay for the maintenance of the boat. You don't want to have to worry about storing the boat. And maybe, quite frankly, you don't love the boat, but you want the option of having the boat. And you kind of need the boat, too. You want to be able to utilize the boat a few times a year, but you don't want to have to pay for keeping it up. The city of Eau Claire's got the boat, and these other municipalities outside want to be able to take advantage of it, but then they also want to be able to say at the end of the day when they're done on the boat, saying, all right, you take care of fixing the boat, I'm going to head back. The city of Eau Claire has the stores. The city of Eau Claire has the Pablo. The city of Eau Claire is going to have the Sonnetag Center. The city of Eau Claire has this, that, all these things. Gets chastised with a number of the decisions it makes. Faces big city problems in a large town setting. And the municipalities that are around the area and i will talk i will mention the 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 unfortunate caveat in a moment to it that gives people more culpable deniability it just does you know i, I think it's something we have to dive into i'm not going to sit here and start saying well the people of asio are 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 evil I'm not going to do that and, and and by all means... The city of Altoona has done gangbusters for the urban sprawl area that we have directly where Eau Claire ends and Altoona begins is indecipherable, and that's a good thing. But I do think it's a deeper discussion we eventually have to have in this area about municipalities all paying their fair share and, and, and the, the concept of regionalization Needs to come in. What makes, we we just spent this time talking about the Eau Claire County board. Geography is difficult because Eau Claire is nestled into the far northwestern quadrant of Eau Claire County. Dunn County is going to say, nothing we're going to do. Chippewa County is going to say, nothing we're going to do. So it, that's one of those odd things there. That's one of those odd things with that. And, but it's something we have to discuss. And that does go right down to hey, I know, you know Chippewa County is right there at the northern edge of Eau but geez, what can Chippewa do to help things out? What can Dunn County do? It, we, we have to have that discussion. It doesn't have to be contentious, it doesn't have to be fighting. But we do have to have that discussion here coming up, uh, more of a regionalization, not just more of an uh, of a, of a ideology, but fiscally we have to. But again, as I said, good job by the city of Eau Claire to reinstate the $250,000 to the Humane Association. Um, one, you, you promised the monies. And just quietly removed it, which that I don't think was, was, was good play by Stephanie Hirsch. Not not at all. I don't think that was a good play. She may come back and argue, though, hey, if we had a discussion about it, that would have caused even, people still would have been upset, all right? So I just removed it, all right? Um but because the monies were promised i think you know you have to consider giving the monies back but also because this is a city service adjacent all right it's a private organization nonprofit that provides a service that the city absolutely needs uh, and that is collecting the strays in addition to just the fact that it is a well beloved organization where people uh, do an awful lot of adoption, and there's community outreach and all of that. All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of Talk of the Town. Back with you next week. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano, saying there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody. Here at Eau Claire Hometown Media, we're proud to have as one of our longest-serving partners the fine folks with Stokes, Prock, and Munt Funeral Chapel and the Cremation Society of Wisconsin. Randy tells me the goal he has for the Cremation Society of Wisconsin. Well, we want to keep growing, uh, and we are. It's, uh, our, our model is quite progressive compared to a lot of the others. Uh, mainly because our cremation society is statewide and not just a local thing. You know, we go all over the state, all 72 counties.